10. Acts chapter 26. The text for this evening made up of two verses. <coughs> verses 27 and 28. Paul addresses King Agrippa. He says, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost, but not quite, is our subject for this evening. As Paul spoke in his own defense, in the presence of King Agrippa, he was interrupted rudely interrupted by a man he had dealings with before Festus Paul had been with Festus before Festus had heard Paul's ministry before and heard about Christ from the lips of Paul and the same Festus with whom Paul reasoned in the past now interrupts the apostle as he addresses King Agrippa and here we read verse 24 and as he thus spake for himself Festus said with a loud voice Paul thou art beside thyself much learning doth make thee mad much learning doth make thee mad. Here was a man who evidently did not like what Paul was preaching. Here was a man who did not accept what Paul had said about the resurrection, about Christ being raised from the dead. And here was his response to the ministry of Paul. Paul thou art beside thyself much learning has made thee mad that word mad much learning has made thee mad that word mad has a basic meaning of being a maniac so you can see how Festus was really insulting Paul he was saying to Paul, you're a maniac. Much learning has made you a maniac. Has made you mad. Here's a warning. That ought to be heeded by the hearers of the gospel. This individual who insulted Paul was a man who had heard the gospel at the lips of Paul. And now that same individual now looks upon Paul and says, you're a maniac. In other words, his heart had become harder. Over the period of time when he first heard Paul preach, when he first heard the gospel at the lips of Paul, now his heart 
and grown even harder still. That ought to be a warning. For every gospel hearer, a person cannot hear the gospel and reject the gospel and remain the same. No. Listen. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. And you can say, he that who often has heard the gospel and has rejected it, he hardens his heart. That's what those words mean. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. But it doesn't finish there. Hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. The reference there is there'll be no remedy for his sin. There'll be no remedy for that man's soul. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. Hardeneth his heart. And he'll perish without remedy. So it was with this individual. But now someone else is sitting under the ministry of Paul. Another soul has come under conviction through the spirit anointed witness of the Apostle Paul. I wonder what his latter end will be. Before we read in the verses 27 and 28, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? Paul went on to say, I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. What an amazing word to come from the lips of a man like Agrippa. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost. Almost. But not quite. And there are many Agrippas sitting in gospel preaching churches tonight throughout this land. There's many in Agrippa. And they would have said many times, Preacher, almost, thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And they're still in their sin, and they're still not a Christian. There's many in Agrippa. And Paul's witness for the Savior evidently touched the heart of Agrippa. The heart of this ungodly man. Until he said, Almost, Paul, thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost. But not quite. I want this evening, first of all, to consider Agrippa and how he was challenged. Agrippa was challenged. Of course, 
every time the gospel is preached that's the way it ought to be those who hate, sit under the sound of the gospel and the preaching of the gospel they ought to be challenged it's not a matter of attending a meeting in God's house and sitting under the preaching of the word and having their ears tickled and going home and feeling good about themselves no when the gospel is preached the hearer ought to be challenged the preacher ought to apply the word and challenge the sinner about their need of the Lord Jesus Christ they ought to be challenged about the state of their soul ought to be challenged about eternity where they'll be in eternity evidently Agrippa had been challenged by the ministry of Paul and further challenged when Paul said King Agrippa believest thou the prophets so he challenges him regarding this challenge we notice his awareness as Paul defended himself against the allegations that were made against him he made known to Agrippa what he believed what Paul believed and what he had been teaching look at verses 22 and 23 having therefore obtained help of God I continue on to this day witnessing both the small and great saying none of other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come that Christ this is what the prophets said that Christ should suffer and that he should be first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles and after that it was Festus who said Paul you're beside yourself you're mad but this is what Paul believed and this is what he was teaching he was teaching what the prophets had said about Christ because as we know he just had the Old Testament and he was referring to the Old Testament and what the prophets had said in the Old Testament and verse 26 for the king knoweth of these things before whom also I speak freely for I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him from you Agrippa for this thing was not done in a corner and so according to Paul King Agrippa had a knowledge of the truth according to Paul King Agrippa was not ignorant of the truth he was not ignorant of what the prophets had said about Christ and oh how many listening even to my voice tonight have a knowledge of the truth but have never been persuaded to be a Christian they have a knowledge of, their tru of the truth they gain that knowledge 
in Sabbath school. They gained that knowledge as teenagers, sitting in a gospel preaching church, where a man who occupies the pulpit has a burden for souls and declares all the counsel of God. They have a knowledge of the truth, but never be persuaded to become a Christian. Just as Paul said, God our Saviour, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto a knowledge of the truth. First Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. And how sad that it is for a man, listen, for a man to have a knowledge of the truth and yet not be saved knowing that Christ died for sinners knowing that Christ shed his blood for sinners and knowing that Christ will readily with open arms receive sinners to know all of that and yet to still be in their sin and far from God oh yes that would be a tragedy in life for an individual to have a knowledge of God's word a knowledge of the truth to have that knowledge for you even from their childhood days that would be a tragedy in life but a greater tragedy in eternity if that same individual had a knowledge of the truth and died and went out into a lost eternity with a knowledge of the truth can you imagine what that eternity would, that eternity would be like for that individual No, they'll never be able to say, no one told me. No one gave me the gospel. No one gave me the truth. To be in eternity with a knowledge of the truth. To be without God in eternity and yet having had a knowledge of the truth in their lifetime. Never being fully persuaded to be a Christian. Almost cannot avail. Almost is but to fail. Sad, sad, the better will. Almost, almost. But lost. Almost. But lost. We never read of Agrippa ever becoming fully persuaded to be a Christian. We never read of him being a Christian. And so of this man we could say almost but lost. as well as his awareness he was aware 
of what the prophets thought he was aware of the truth as well as his awareness we see also the appeal having spoken to Agrippa about his awareness of the truth of the, of the gospel Paul next appeals to the king say king Agrippa believest thou the prophets do you believe the prophets yes he was aware of what the prophets said but did he believe did he believe what the prophets said and what the prophets said was what they said about Christ we've just read those verses 22 and 23 and Paul made it known that he was aware that King Agrippa the person he was ministering to and speaking to was also aware of what the prophet said about Christ what the prophet said about his cross work what the prophet said about his resurrection and what the prophet said about him being the light of the world he knew enough he knew enough to make him a Christian there was nothing missing there he knew all that the prophet had said about the Lord Jesus all that the prophet had said about Christ Agrippa believed it. He, be he did, he believed that's what Paul says Paul says believest thou the prophets and Paul says I know that thou believe, I know you believe the word of God I know you believe what the prophet said as we've already made mention there's no reference to Agrippa ever becoming a Christian now you think of that Paul said believest thou the prophets then he went on to say I know thou believest Now if Agrippa never received Christ as a Savior and Agrippa went out into the lost eternity do you know what you could say of him? You could say he was a believer in hell he was a believer in a lost eternity he believed what the Bible said he believed what the prophets said he believed, Paul said that I know thy believers so he believed what the Bible said what the prophet said about Christ about his cross work, about his resurrection he was a believer of the facts but he was not a believer by faith he never put his faith in Christ he never put his faith in the Christ that the prophets spoke about that's the difference 
And you know, I have no doubt, sadly, and sad to say, I have no doubt there are many there are many of those kind of believers in hell tonight. They believe the truth of the Bible. They believe the truth that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sin. They believe that. They believe that he died for sinners on Calvary. They believe that he rose again. They believe he's coming again. But they just believe the facts. They do not believe in Christ by faith. And it's that that takes a sinner to heaven. A sinner putting their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. What did the Lord say? His very first message that's recorded. As the Lord began his public ministry. The first message he preached Matthew 1, Mark 1 verse 15 repent ye and believe the gospel you see repent and believe the gospel Agrippa believed the gospel but he didn't repent that's what was missing Repent of your sin, Agrippa. Repent of your evil ways. You believe the gospel, but you need to repent. And the sinner may believe what the Bible says about the gospel, what the Bible says about Christ. They can believe it all, but unless they repent of their sin, they're lost. They'll be a believer in hell. A believer of the facts. But of course, not a believer by faith. Oh yes, Agrippa believed the prophets, but there was no repentance from sin and no faith in Christ. That was the difference. As well as the awareness in Paul's appeal, believers died. We have here the assurance. But Paul said to the king, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? He followed that up by saying, I know that thou believest. There was his assurance. Paul had the assurance in his heart that Agrippa believed the prophets and what they said about the Lord Jesus. I know, he said, I know thy believers it was as if Paul was saying well since I know that thy believers the prophets then Agrippa what are you waiting for what are you waiting for was Paul ready to say to Agrippa what the, what the dear saviour said to the scribe who spoke to him one day about spiritual matters 
the Lord said to the, to the scribe thou art not far from the kingdom of God Mark 12 and 34 thou art not far from the kingdom of God and in light of all that Agrippa knew and believed was it possible was it possible that the king was not far from the kingdom of God because he told Paul almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian oh for any soul to know and believe the truth as Agrippa did to be so close to the kingdom of God only to be lost does not bear thinking about doesn't bear thinking about and again anyone listening to my voice tonight and listening to this message tonight you know the truth you know what the Bible says but the way of salvation and you've been almost persuaded you're not far from the kingdom of God take that one last step by faith step into the kingdom of God tonight you're only a step away think of it only a step away from eternal life because you know the way you know the truth you know that Christ will save you welcome you with open arms wash you in his blood you're only a step away take that step tonight and take that step now As well as the challenge, the grip of a challenge. We now see Agrippa and his confession. Paul had spoken and faithfully delivered the gospel message. Now it was time for Agrippa to respond. And here we see what he revealed. Paul has given them the gospel Paul has said King Agrippa believest thou the prophets yea I know thou believe now what was Agrippa going to say to that well here we have his response and what a response it was almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian now something interesting here how often has it been preached this text and you've probably heard it preached many many times how often has it been preached that Agrippa was not far from salvation that he was so near 
to becoming a Christian. But when we look at the word almost, we get a slightly different picture. Because that word almost, that word almost actually means with a little. A little. A little. Thou dost persuade me to be a Christian. Just a little. That's what it means. You persuaded me just a little to be a Christian. It doesn't mean that he was almost fully persuaded, but rather he was persuaded just a little. That's what it means. With all of the knowledge of the truth that Agrippa had, he was nothing more than persuaded just a little. No, it doesn't mean that he was almost there to be to being a Christian. He's only persuaded a little. I think of those who sat under a lifetime of gospel, faithful gospel preaching. And they're no more than a little a little persuaded to be a Christian a little persuaded really means that they're no nearer heaven than when they first heard the gospel that's sad isn't it they've been persuaded yeah but just just a little We see not only what he revealed to Paul when he said almost I persuade us we have Christ but we also have his reflection <coughs> do the words of Agrippa not tell us that with all the gospel knowledge that he had in listening to the preaching of Paul that Agrippa had done some thinking about being a Christian. I believe that's what those words tell us. He had obviously done some thinking about becoming a Christian. He's like those who've been often challenged by their minister. The minister said to them, Listen, my friend. Have you ever thought about becoming a Christian? Have you ever thought about getting saved? And really that's as far as Agrippa had gone. He thought about it. And you say to the person, have you ever thought about getting saved? And maybe the response would be, oh yes, I've thought about it, but I'm not ready yet. We've heard that often. I've thought about it, but I'm not ready yet. What does it mean? 
Well, there is nowhere in all of Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, that the sinner is to wait until they're ready to get saved and become a Christian. Nowhere do we find the Bible, the Word of God telling us, wait until you're ready. But I'll tell you what the Bible does say. The Bible does say, now is the appointed time. Now is the day of salvation. Notice there in 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, Paul uses the word now twice. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Now. Now. No waiting. The word now is a word for everyone who say they're thinking about getting saved. Don't do any more thinking about it. Now is the time to get saved. The word now is a word for all those who say, I'm not ready to become a Christian. But let me tell you something. The only readiness that a sinner needs is to know they're a sinner. That's it. That's the readiness. They're a sinner. So they're a sinner, they need to be saved. That's it. A lost, undone, perishing sinner in danger of passing away into a lost eternity. Now is the accepted time. Don't be willing and say, telling yourself, I'll wait till I'm ready. And so my friend, hear these words again. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. And that day of salvation for you ought to be now. Now, no waiting, no waiting, no waiting. You know, some people think we've heard it too. About getting say, well, I need to clean up my life first. I need to stop the drinking. I need to stop the smoking. I need to do this and do the other. No, no, no. The Lord will do a better job of that than you will. To become a new creature. A new creation. In Christ Jesus. As well as the revealing and the reflection we notice here that Agrippa spoke about religion almost I persuaded me to become a Christian a Christian he was the most ungodly man ungodly individual he spoke about religion yet he spoke about Christianity he didn't talk about Judaism talked about Christianity becoming a Christian no he didn't talk about 
committing himself to Christ no he didn't do that he didn't talk about becoming religious he didn't talk about as it were turning over a new leaf and becoming religious no he talked about becoming a Christian almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian well that's contrary to what some people believe Agrippa said almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian to be a Christian well under those today who think they are Christians they say well I've always been a Christian oh no you haven't I can say that on the authority of God's word all have sinned and what is sin anyone of conformity unto or the transgression of the law of God and all have sinned every single man woman and child has broken the law of God that's it no one no one has always been a Christian everyone is a sinner three times in the New Testament we find the word Christian Acts 11 verse 26 is the first mention and there in Acts 8, 11 verse 26 we read and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch and there perhaps we have the best definition of what a Christian is <coughs> notice it was the disciples who were called Christians first in Antioch that is and people saw the disciples the followers of Christ who were saved by Christ who served Christ who lived for Christ that's when they called them Christians that's what it is to be a Christian to live for Christ not to dabble in the things of the world no it's to be sold out to Christ as a born again blood washed individual how sad that many will live wholeheartedly for the devil they'll live wholeheartedly for the devil but only give a little thought about being a Christian never think twice about living for the devil And yet they wouldn't give a thought about becoming a Christian. Almost. Agrippa said to Paul, you have persuaded me a little about becoming a Christian. 
So we notice Agrippa challenged Agrippa's confession and Agrippa's counselor. Paul may have been a prisoner in the presence of Agrippa, but really he was Agrippa's counselor. His, he was Agrippa's spiritual counselor. He counseled him in spiritual matters. That's what he was doing as he stood before him. You notice Paul's burden as a spiritual counselor of Agrippa Paul reveals his burden because when Agrippa said almost thou persuadest to me a question what did Paul say? Paul said I would to God my prayer that not only thou Agrippa but also all that hear me this day all who are in this building and hear me this day were both almost and all together such as I am except these bonds or except these chains there was Paul's burden what a mighty man Paul was and here he reveals to Agrippa he was saying to Agrippa Agrippa I have a burden for you I would to God I pray that not only would thou and all in this room be almost but be all together I have a burden for you all and King Agrippa I have a burden for you in other words he would say Agrippa I'd love to see you see I'd love to see you become a Christian We made reference to the words of Paul the other week about the burden he had for souls. Romans 9, the opening three verses, Paul says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. Paul says I'm not lying I've not been light hearted about this matter that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren my kinsmen according to the flesh I could wish that I were a curse from Christ. That word accursed means separated. That's the burden this man had. Paul said, I would be separated from Christ for all eternity if it meant the salvation of my friends, my brethren, kinsmen, according to the... That's the burden Paul had. The 
And here he delivered the gospel to a cripple. And Paul says, went to God, that not only thy, but also all that bear me, hear me this day, were both almost and all together. The grippa, I'd love to see you see. That's what he was saying. Not just a little persuaded, but all together persuaded. That's my burden for you, Agrippa. And that's the burden preachers have for sinners who sit under their ministry week by week. I went to God that thou art not only almost, but all together, even as I am. And I'm saved. And I wish you were saved like me. So Paul said. His burden and his bones. For he wanted Grippa and the others there who had been listening to him to be as he said, as I am. I'm saved, Paul was saying. I'm saved. I want you to be saved like me. As I am, accept these bonds, accept these chairs. <coughs> that is, accept his chains. He wanted them to be saved like him. He would like them to be free. Paul spoke about the chains that bound him. And I had no doubt he would have had in his mind the chains of sin that bound the group. And all the others in that hall. I wish, Agrippa, you were free from the chains of sin that bind you. And not only thou, but all who hear me today. I wish you were set free. I wish you were not only a little or almost altogether, even as I am except for these bonds, these chains. And what do we read? If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And that was the burden Paul had for Agatha. That's the burden the preacher has for sinners. I'd like to see you set free from the chains of sin find liberty in Christ and him whom the Lord sets free is free indeed praise the Lord let's follow in prayer Lord dear Lord and eternal God pray that I would use thy word this evening Lord to speak some soul some soul somewhere who's almost persuaded, even a little persuaded to be a Christian. Lord, bring them all the way, even tonight. Even tonight. May someone somewhere tonight 
become a Christian by the grace of God and have the chains of sin broken and set free answer prayer write thy word upon hearts use it Lord for eternity Lord be with us now throughout this week keep thy hand upon us each one for good keep us safe and well and healthy and all in our families and in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away Amen Amen